Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio recording episode number 54. Hard to believe we've been doing Coach Prep for over a year, Don. It's awesome. It's amazing. It's awesome. Uh, we got a great show lined up. We're going to talk about catching today and some things for catchers to be working on. So hopefully it'll be an interesting discussion for all of our coaching friends. I want to start off by talking about Cleat It Up. Cleat It Up is the communication tool that you need to use. They are a presenting sponsor. It's an app for your phone. Check out cleatitup.com and use that tool to handle all your in-team or across your organization communication. Also sponsored by Nexair. Nexair is a Memphis-based industrial gas, medical gas, research gas, welding supply, and safety PPE supplier. With strategically placed retail locations, sales branches, and distribution centers throughout the Southeast, Nexair is never too far away. They maintain centralized product warehouses to serve you better and be more reliable. Through our services, you can receive the products you need when you need them. Our fleet of trucks will get you the gas you need when you need it. If you're interested in any Nexair product or service, or just want to talk through your options, please get in touch. Our customer care team at 888-639-2474 will help you find the branch or outside sales rep in your area. Please reach out to Nexair. They'll take care of all your needs. And also want to talk about Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. We're looking for patrons. We have a special going right now for the first three coaches that contact us to become new patrons. We're going to be sending you some of our fast pitch prep hitting discs. It's our brand new hitting tool. We've got some prototypes in. We want to send some out as a thank you to some people that get on board as patrons. So coaches, parents, players that would be using them, that would be willing to give us some feedback. Become a patron, go to patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch, and then shoot us a note, um, and then we will get your address and get squared away, and we will ship you some of the uh, hitting discs so you can test drive them. Don, you're a catcher. You were a catcher. Been a catcher forever. Yeah. Still I spent, do catching. I, 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 I do I, it all. I spent a little time back there uh, getting nicked up and banged around a little bit when I was younger, but what I wanted to talk about is some things that catchers need to be aware of and some things that catchers have to start practicing, especially for younger catchers kids that are first learning this position. And one of the things that I think happens, especially with young teams, and uh, when we make that transition over to where catching becomes a huge part of whether or not we can play good defense, some kids love the idea of being the catcher. And some kids right. go dragging, kicking, and screaming, fighting at every step of the way because they'd rather get uh, poked in the eye with a stick than have to be the catcher. And somehow we have to find a way to uh, find somebody that's willing to and able to do the job well. And uh, obviously, if we're uh, not strong behind the plate, we're not going to be strong on defense. And I was going to say, and we can kind of see which one they are as we watch them in their body language and how they carry themselves and you know how they approach that task or that skill. And catching, to me, was a wonderful thing. I was excited to be a part of every pitch, right? And that was just uh, you know something that I welcomed. Right, And I'm sure that there was a time in the beginning where it was very difficult for for me to get up from a crouched position quickly. Right, And there was probably a time that it was tough after blocking a ball to get back up into a position to um, you know, make the next throw or make the next play and stuff like that. But there's definitely things that we can encourage our catchers to do so that they are quicker in, in getting to... Uh, you know, whatever that skill is, whether right. it's going to the backstop, whether it's blocking a pitch, whether it's hustling to first base right? and, and being able to do that stuff. So, Well, yeah. I think uh, one of the things for coaching friends, when we're talking about working with catchers at all skill levels, we need to build time into training our catchers. One of the things I think is a classic, classic problem 
is that at a lot of practices, about 75% of the time, the catcher's only job is to catch a ball that gets thrown in while we're doing infield. Toss it to the coach. And toss it to the coach to hit it again. Yeah. That's our first challenge for our coaching friends is to make sure that we're building in training time. We're building in practice time for our catchers so that they gain confidence, so that they become more skilled, so that they have a, a chance to see that they really are valuable and that they that they really can make an impact. I think that as the catchers become more experienced and they get to see all the things that they are involved in and all the things that they can have an impact on the game with, that the idea of being a catcher becomes a lot more appealing and a lot more fun. Now, there's always going to be things about being a catcher that's just not that much fun. You're going to get tore up with some uh, fall tips. You know, you're going to um, you know, have to wear the gear. You're going to yeah. have to you know, do all those different things. But there's a lot of things about it, Don, and I think you touched on a couple of them already that are really cool. You're involved all the time. Yeah. You're always making plays. You're always involved in what's happening on defense. And a lot of people look at you as a very important part of what's going on defensively just because of the nature of the position. And so for our catchers, I think it's important that we spend the time working with them, that we spend the time training them in practice so that they see the value. And I think if we, if we just logically think about what happens in an awful lot of practices, it's easy to see why a catcher doesn't think it's that much of a great position to play. Their only job is catching throws from the infielders and tossing them to the coach so that the coach can hit the next ground ball or next fly ball. Obviously, they don't see much value in that. No, I think uh, what you had mentioned earlier, Tori, about building in some time for them to be conditioning their legs to be able to do some of these things that we're right. talking about. You know, maybe with the really young ones, that's at the very end of practice. That, hey, the last little bit of energy you've got, we're going to go down there and we're going to work on get-ups, you know, right. where, where we're going to our knees with our shin guards on and popping up, being ready. Or that we're going to work on whatever the footwork might be for throwing a ball to a base, whether it's a pitch out, whatever it might be. For the young ones at the end, maybe we want to challenge our older players by conditioning them at the beginning of practice so that they are tired and a little bit worn or they've expended some of that energy early in the practice and challenge them to get through the whole workout, Right. So depending on what age. So coaches, first job is to make sure that you're building practice time into every practice where your catchers are working on catching stuff. If it's at the beginning, if it's at the end, if it's in the middle, doesn't really matter as much as the fact that you're spending time working with those catchers. And if you're not a catching expert, that doesn't matter. For a lot of what kids need to be able to do better as catchers, doesn't really require you know having Johnny Bench or magic. or uh, yeah. you know some sort of a superstar catching instructor to help them improve. Some of it's just some common sense stuff, and some of it's just the you know okay we're going to work on blocking, so I'm going to you know, throw you 25 balls in the dirt so you can work on it. We're going to work on blocking and getting up quickly so right. that we can work on blocking it and then scrambling after the ball as quick as we can. Not just blocking yeah. it and flopping over on your side. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to work on uh, pop-ups, you know, and getting your body in the right position and gaining confidence in your ability to catch a pop-up. Because And this happens at all levels. I've seen it happen in college games where that, you know, pop-up gets hit straight up. It's right around home plate someplace. But the catcher is so inexperienced with those kinds can't of balls find it. that they yep. can't find it or they can't read it or they can't catch it or right. all of the above. So you end up with a ball that should clearly be an out that doesn't get caught. You know, So we work with the catchers on a lot of different skills that allow them to become more competent, more comfortable doing the different things. And so if we spend some time working with them on blocking and then we spend some time working with them on throwing, we work with them on the idea that when they block, once the ball gets blocked, they have to be ready to make play immediately. Because 
typically we're blocking pitches when we've got runners on base. Because something's going on. Right. Yeah. So that they understand that you know blocking it is great, but then blocking it and getting to it as quickly as they can is important. And if we practice that and we build that into our daily routine, they're going to get better at it, one. And the second thing, and this might be even be more important, is they're going to start to see that they have a really valuable and important part of what's going on. They're taking time to do something for me. Right. You know, I think that uh, it's just kind of human nature you know, for a lot of coaches. We want to go out there and we want to hit infield because infield's fun. Yeah. And if you got a pretty good team, you know, watching them turn double plays and watching them make bunt plays and, you know, slinging the ball around the infield is a lot of fun. And so typically on most teams, I think what you see is the quote-unquote head coach wants to spend their time working with the infield. The quote-unquote next assistant coach is going to be working with the outfield. Somebody's going to maybe be finding some time to work with the catchers, maybe. Right. And on a lot of teams, you know, whether there's a pitching coach or not, I guess is going to determine if we have somebody who's working with the pitchers. The moral to the story is we've got to make sure that we're training it. We've got to make sure that we're practicing it consistently. We got to make sure that we're helping our catchers develop a positive attitude where they see how important they are. And the only way they're going to see their importance is if we treat them like they're important. I was going to say, too, and, uh, and we don't need to worry about wearing them out, right? They need to be durable, they need to be conditioned, and, and we don't need to take it easy on them just because they've got a difficult job back right. there. We got to do the opposite because they've got a difficult job back there. Right. Well, and, and that's, uh, you know, we, we had that discussion a couple of weeks ago with the, the controversy about us thinking the catcher should actually play the position and do things other than just squat behind home plate. Save your energy, yeah. Tori. But, but the thing that uh, I, I think, unfortunately, is we have a lot of coaches that kind of have that attitude. They look at it like, well, this catcher, you know, she's got to do so much work that we can't add anything to her plate. We can't make her do anything more. But the reality of it is if we, if we want them to see that position as being valuable, we should continually be looking for more things that they should be doing. Keep adding things that make them even that much more important. Keep building up their impression about how, you know, how this team cannot play defense without them doing the things that they're supposed to be doing. And the more we build them up with that, the more that we spend time working with that, the better the result is going to be for how they're going to play on the field. And once we start to, with the youngest kids, we get them used to blocking a ball and getting up as fast as they can. We yep. get them you know, receiving the ball and being able to throw it to second base. With the youngest kids, teach them the most fundamental things with a little bit of a sense of urgency and a little bit of a go-get-it attitude. Then as they get older and work their way up the food chain, they become that go-getter, you know, take charge, absolutely. It's instinct rather than, right. yeah. And, and excited to be the catcher. And some of those kids probably started off the first time they caught in a practice, like, oh my a, gosh, I don't a, want to do this. It was a punishment. <laughs> yeah. You know, why, why am I, you know, stuck back here? Why do I have do to this? do this? But, uh, but a lot of it is, is kind of how our attitude impacts how they think about it. There's just no nice way to say it. You know, on a lot of teams, we find the least athletic, littlest, you know, weakest kid, and we throw her behind the plate because we think that nothing bad could happen that way. Tell them that they get to be the catcher. Right. Yeah. And so they start off thinking that, you know, that, uh, you know, catcher and right field is where we send the bad kids. Well, that's where you, which that's is really where you, dumb. You get to yeah, but we, yeah. we 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 start off sending that message, and then we're shocked later on that they don't think that it's a, a valuable and important position. We need you there. Yeah. Right. So as we grow their confidence and skills, then we can start to even give them more and more confidence and more and more uh, ability to impact the game. So now instead of just throwing out a base stealer, now we're doing pickoff plays. You know, now we're doing all different kinds of bunt coverages. We're covering third 
on a bunt play when the third baseman fields the ball. It's we're, exciting we're, stuff. We're hustling down and backing up first base and saving a run or saving a runner from advancing. That's you know, exciting. And, and then all of a yeah. sudden they start to look at, holy moly, I get to do all this cool stuff. Right. You know, that, that center fielder, she just stands out there and waits for somebody to hit the ball to her. But I get to catch every pitch. I get to be involved in all the bunts. I get to be involved in all the deals. I get to be involved in all the infield plays. I get to be in charge. I get to have people looking at me like I'm, you know, the captain of the defense. What's kind of cool too is right there with the coach beside you, you're taking note and listening to all the things that are happening to all the positions, right? right? So you're learning a lot. Coaching message today is really simple. We want our catchers to no matter what level, to start to see their value, to understand that we really do appreciate them and to make sure that by working with them every practice, by setting time aside to work with them specifically Specifically. on their skills, by incorporating them into as many things as we possibly can, that position that has all the wear and tear and, and doom and gloom and bruises and everything else associated with it, becomes a badge of honor instead of some sort of a cross that you have to carry around. So, Tori, we're talking about all the things that we're doing at the field. As coaches, do we need to be asking or encouraging or, or sharing some ideas with our catchers for things that they can do on their own so that they are more conditioned and capable to do things when they get to the ballpark? Well, I think that's a great idea. And I think you know some of it can be if I teach you a drill at practice, then we can say, well, you know, you could do this on your own at home a little bit. Absolutely. You know, you know, get your you know get your dad you know out in the driveway and have him toss you some balls so you can work on your blocking this week. You know, make sure that you're you know you know doing whatever the drill is you know with the same kind of intensity at home as you're going to be doing it here in, in practice. And again, something as simple as you know for a younger player, blocking a ball and getting up quickly to get to it is a skill that kids need to practice. So, and for me, Tori, from my experience, it's almost like an instinct. Like I wouldn't even think about blocking about it. Just happens. I mean, it's in a, such a small time frame. You either do it or you don't. If it's something that you're doing on a regular basis every day, like eating cereal, you know, the spoon goes straight to your mouth. You don't even think about it. It just goes straight to your mouth. But you're doing it every day. For some of our our catchers, we're not blocking balls, but once every week or two weeks or you know how far in between if they're got tennis balls and they're on the on the on the edge of the grass in the driveway mom could be sitting in a a chair or on a stool or standing or whatever and just bouncing a ball and our catchers are are blocking them they're not getting hurt you know some kind of super softies or whatever it is that they're using and make it an instinct if we're a coach and we've got two catchers on the team we can shoot shoot mom or dad or shoot them if they're old enough to uh, have phones but shoot them a little message or or have you done a duck walk today so they have to duck walk down the hallway to strengthen their their legs or a wall sit the speed and agility things jumping rope and doing uh you know ladder drills you can get on amazon and get a ladder uh speed and agility ladder for 25 bucks and you know throw it out on the driveway so after you block the balls you do some footwork but those are things that i mean any of our kids can do with mom can do with uh, dad can do on their own right really when I mean, I they think, could bounce a ball off a wall and block it yep. right when i think part of the the message that we wanted to make sure we're delivering today is the more we work to instill that value in that position and the more we spend time investing in helping them see that it is important and the more time we invest uh, at least a little bit of time in every practice to them it's a lot easier than for me to say, okay, Don, you remember the drill we worked on in practice today? Yeah. I need to do that three times this week at home so it can become more natural. Awesome. And then that way, if 
following up on planting the seed of what we want to be working on and then making sure that uh, you've got the knowledge and the uh, ability to work on it on your own. That's awesome. And the strength and conditioning stuff is an important part of it. Another thing that we need to uh, be thinking of as coaches and parents is to uh, make sure that all of our catchers have gear that fits them. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, we should have talked about that at the beginning because that's part so, of why I think so many kids hate catching. Well, yeah, and, <laughs> and, and if the gear feels like part of your body, then it's a lot easier for us to do some of these things. You know, you see our, and I say the footwork part, the agility ladder, jumping rope, things like that, because if our feet are getting tangled up, when we're, when we're doing things, when we're trying to make footwork happen for throwdowns, when we're trying to make footwork happen after we've blocked a ball, all those things, if we're also fighting gear that doesn't uh, fit comfortably and tightly yeah. to our body, it's a huge challenge to, to be a skilled or, or to look the part. Right. right? When I, and I think that that's you know, a really important part because I think what happens with a lot of young players, you know, they, when, when somebody says you have to catch, so you know, that's that first practice or whatever, and we're trying to figure out who's going to be the catcher, and somebody says, okay, Don, put the gear on, we need a catcher. You're it. <laughs> and, and you're out there with shin guards that don't fit you well, that are too big or too small or too tight or pop off every time you move. How much and fun a, am I going to have? And a chest protector that spins around and, and chokes you every time you try to throw. And a helmet that pops off your head or spins around like your head's in a, you know, in a blender kind of thing every time you try to throw, of course, it's not going to be a whole lot of fun. Right. And the thing that's really sl- new, modern catching equipment is awesome. is slick. Yeah. I mean, it's super lightweight, fits really well. You know, the uh, conditioning stuff you were talking about before, what I would really recommend for our coaches is if we want to put together a little 20, 25, 30 minute catching workout, you know, have the kids in their gear. And so let's say we block 10 balls, then we jump rope for a minute. Then we throw to second 10 times and we do the agility ladder. Then we back up first base 10 times and then we you know, do 10 push-ups. Burpees, and we do all whatever. of that yeah. with the gear on. So we get comfortable moving, running, you know, staying in the flow of the game with that gear on all the time. So we just get comfortable with it. I love it. And especially with the mask on. Because yep. you know, we've had the discussion about mask on, mask off. I firmly believe if you're wearing the new modern mask the way it's supposed to, it should stay on your head an awful lot of the time. I was going to say, I wish that I had a chance to experience and use those. Yeah. Yeah. Us old, us old guys that had the old mask <laughs> that got knocked off every time we got a foul ball. So It seemed okay, though. It was good. Yeah, well, we didn't know any better. But now that we know about concussions, maybe not so good. That's what happened. So yeah. good. So coaches, coach your catchers up. Teach them how to play the position. Make it important, make it fun, make it valuable. Um, invest some time in them, and you're going to be happy with the result. And we all know how much fun it is when we've got a great catcher, so we got to do our part to help her be enthusiastic about wanting to be one. So make sure you check out cleanitup.com, check out Nexair, and please check out patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. First three new patrons are going to get the Fast Pitch Prep Hitting Discs. We need you. You're going to like your help. So yep. check out patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. Don, anything else for episode number 54? No, excellent topic, Tori. Yeah, this yeah. was fun. I'm glad Love we had a chance to talk about this. And, and catching always gets people enthused, so it'll be a good one, I'm sure. So for Coach Don McKinley and our producer, Stan Lewis, this is Coach Tori in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio saying thanks for listening to Coach Prep, episode number 54, and we'll talk to you again next week. <laughs>